Halashing for Halas? Want to bry or fine dine? Stay tuned to High FM on 101.9. Join Adrian Bagatti for Essen Fresen Tuesday mornings from 11 a.m. where it's all about the food. Good morning. Welcome to the Essen Fresen show on High FM 101.9 on this beautifully warm day. I'm so excited. And in studio, I'm even more excited to have an old friend, Sharon Lurie. Welcome to the show today, Shar. Thank you. Thank you. Lovely to be here. Yes. <laughs> After so long. I know. It's good to have you in and it's good to be back chatting Thank to you. you in person, even better than trying us on Zoom, yeah. where we forget to record <laughs> things and, you know, other mistakes. So... Just to start us off, we are live, so please feel free to send us an SMS on 34519. SMSs are charged at 1 Rand 50. Send a telegram 061-895-1019. You can email us on air at highfm.com or you can call the studio on 010-140-3020. So we're building up to Rosh Hashanah and we've decided we're going to talk ourselves through our meals and everything, because neither of us have got meals planned. But Shah's Facebook page has been very interesting the last few days. And we've been looking at her recipes and some amazing ideas coming up for Rosh Hashanah. Now, on Rosh Hashanah, there are a lot of simanim. And simanim are herbs and spices and specific foods that we eat with real meanings behind them. So I thought we'd go through them a little bit at a time. And with each one, we get Shah to share her amazing recipes. And I will also pop in a few not-so-amazing recipes, but they are delicious. So, Shah, we're going to start off with apples. And I know okay. everybody eats apples and honey mm-hmm. on Rosh Hashanah. I remember my mom used to say, we love it so much. Why don't we do it during the year? And then one time she did do it during the year, and she said, it doesn't taste so good. <laughs> That's what happens. I know. <laughs> it's like Pesach. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's delicious on Pesach, but during the year, oi. No. no, exactly. So one of the significance of apples is that on most fruit trees, the leaves appear before the fruit. And then I found out that the, a- uh, the apple tree is the opposite. So the fruit appears before the leaves. Now, the leaves are meant to protect the fruit. And how that likens us, the apple, to the Jewish people is that we have the, we live our Jewish lives in full view of everybody, unprotected, so to speak, except for the CSO, but unprotected. And that seems like so amazing with the apple analogy. It's just so right. And then the other thing with honey, besides the sweet new year, is that a bee, where did I see it? Yeah, a bee inflicts pain by its sting, and it also produces the delicious honey. And so is life. Life is not without its sting, but it can be sweet. Absolutely. So, apples and honey. Oh, what have you got for us? Ah, uh, apples and honey. You know, first of all, I have to start off by saying, what, giving one recipe, and that's for the soul. Because yes. we're talking about simonim, we're talking about Absolutely. symbolic things. And for me, a very important ingredient, so to speak, in my Rosh Hashanah recipes is the shofar. That, oh, to me, yes. just hits every every fiber in my being. When that shofar blows, no matter where I am, I just get cold shivers. And that, That's to me, it. is the... So I get woken up that way every day. I'm sure. Yeah. Which is really <laughs> nice. We did discover there's a very specific frequency on those shofarim. 
And yes. I have one daughter who has to be very careful because, like you said, it goes right into your souls. Yeah. It, if it's the wrong frequency, she has a seizure from it, which was really? quite amazing. It just shows you how overpowering or how not overpowering, how powerful yes. the sound of that shofar is to all of us. I mean, wherever you go, you hear that shofar, you're going to stop and listen Absolutely. because it just has it resonates so deeply within us. Um, yes. Oh, Karen, thank you so much. So Karen Oshry says to us, it's her favorite topic with her favorite people. Oh, so, thank you, Karen. Yeah. <laughs> so that's great. So but it was actually quite funny that you mm. talk about frequencies because there's a thing going around on, on I don't know what, Facebook, whatever, WhatsApp, <laughs> where um, there's a rabbi's blowing the shofar. And the next thing you see a dog walking up and as Ross, while the rabbi's playing the shofar, the dog starts howling to the shofar. <laughs> so it touches all of us. It touches all of us. Yes, exactly. That, that is it. Okay, so Apples now that we've increased our prayer and we've increased mm. listening to the shofar every day, um, we can get ready to start preparing for mm. Sh- Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> I nearly said Shabbat. No, Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so... We talk about apples and honey. Okay. Lovely thing I saw little for the table. Mm-hmm. Little apples. And they've actually cut out the tops of the apples and they put little lights, uh, tea lights oh. on the top. And that's everybody's seat. That is so light. sweet. And they've also done another thing where they're stuck in a toothpick with the person's name tag and the apple sits there. And a little knife on the side so each person can cut their own apple. I suppose this oh. came from COVID. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it did. Because that's exactly how we kind of did it. Each yeah. person got, got their, their little, apple, little and, apple and honey in their own little plate. Exactly. Yeah. So, and it is fun to dress up the table mm, and to put out. I mean, I don't even, you know, you can get these long things of flowers, beautiful flowers that you can put in the middle. You know what I do? Every year I go, I take my banana palms, put them on the table, oh, and wow. I put, intersperse it with some grapes and some apples and some flowers, and it's, it's, okay, it's so good enough. <laughs> okay, that's way more than I do. I just get nice serviettes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, right, yes. so let's get back to some apples and yes. honey. Okay, so I did post a lovely recipe, it's in my name, a recipe on my Facebook page, which you can go to. But I also have, and this comes from my second book, which is Celebrating. It's the Triple A Salad. And it was a salad that my mom made, and I found after, I think, like 30 years, I found it. And it's such a simple and easy, quick salad. Mm. And it is made up of baby spinach. It's got avocados. Now, you can put as much as you need. You know, mm. you don't know how many people are coming, so put as much as you need. So it's a spinach, cranberries, avocado. Mm. So the A is for avocado. The other A is for, what was it, uh, apples. Mm. And the other A was for asparagus. Mm. So there are your triple, there's your triple A. And then you just add Put some. I don't like to peel the apples because I think mm. that those beautiful pink apples, are oh, just, yes. the crispy ones, are lovely. Mm. And you just pile that up, and there you have a beautiful triple A salad. It's absolutely delicious. And you just throw over Bobashar salad dressing. <laughs> it hides a multitude of, of dressings and, 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 and problems. Yeah. <laughs> so you just throw that over, sprinkle on some cranberries, and there you have a beautiful. Triple A salad and uh, apple good. and yeah, you can drizzle a little bit of honey on the apples if you want to. But a good tip: keep your keep 
a bowl of cold water, a little bit of ice in it, and the juice of one lemon. Okay. Put that into a glass and keep your apples there until you're ready to, apples and ever, until you're ready to serve. That is so much easier than trying to sprinkle your, your lemon juice over your apple exactly. so it doesn't go brown. Just, yeah, uh, just absolutely. Just definitely. a whole lemon in it and it's delicious. Yes. And then the honey, yeah. I saw your honey cake, your honey soaked cake. Oh. I did see that one as well. For yes. me, my honey cake comes in a box. Sorry, people. I do yeah, box cake. Yeah, you can do box cake. There's so I introduced I introduced a chef in Mozambique. Yes. <laughs> to box cakes for the first time. He'd never seen it. Um, never even heard of it. Wow. He's like, what is this? That's. <laughs> like, this um, is how I bake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because to a box cake, you can just add instead of you can, certain things. I mean, yeah. You can, you can drizzle the honey on oh, top. Oh, soak it in you while it's warm. You can add ginger. You can. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, plain so cake. Add some nice warm. Uh, you know, while it's warm, pour your uh, honey glaze yeah. over, and it's done. So, so um, as I say, if you know it's to save time, you can just go into my Facebook page mm. or Sharon Lurie, or you can go onto Kosher Butcher's Wife, and there you'll find all the recipes I'm sharing, and I'm sharing them with uh, Kosher Foodies as okay. well. So you can find them everywhere. Yeah. Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is Essen Fressen with Adrian Bagatti. It's all about the food. Good morning and welcome back. Um, we just had a beautiful ad break so that everybody can have a t- sip of their tea to enjoy us with, join us with honey cake. So we, we're talking about honey cake and where you can find it. And, well, it's on Sharon's page on Facebook. It's on Kosher Foodies. And we will post it on the Chai FM website as well. So it'll be easy to find that gorgeous, delicious cake. The next thing I'm talking about is our round chalas. Uh. And the reason for the round chala is it's very simple. It represents the circle of life. Now, I know Sharon's family are very big on the raisins. My (laughs) family are not. So what I do to make my chala sweet for the year is I use honey instead of sugar. And I do a bit of a honey glaze instead of like an egg wash or whatever over the top. So it's a bit sticky and it's sweet and yummy and all that because, quite frankly, I'm not putting raisins in anything. But Sharon's... But dates, eh? Dates are lovely. You can get that lovely date paste. Yes, I saw that. And you can just smear that into the different, into the layers as you roll it up. Otherwise, what I do is I get a packet of apple, dried apple rings. Mm. Now, you can get them, I think, at Woolworths. They're chopped up already. Okay. And I just pour boiling water over them, cover them with plastic, leave them overnight, leave them for a few hours until they puff up, add a drain of the water, add a little bit of honey, a little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of brown sugar, and that's what I put in the middle. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, because I I just found that the tinned apples are too mushy, and I just found that the... Fresh apples, I don't know. I, I, they don't get soft enough. Know, they, yeah, and I, they also don't have the right flavor for some reason. I, I have know. no idea what's missing in them because, Maybe I mean, the apple rings, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the apple rings are originally apples. So it should taste the same, but they don't. Yeah. I love apple rings. I could leave my apples, you know, I'd happily eat a packet of apple rings. Um, <laughs> but it is. But as you say, I you. <coughs> You okay there? As you say, I, uh, I use honey instead of sugar for Rosh Hashanah. And I want to tell you that somehow honey freezes better 
in the the honey and challah seems to freeze better. I don't know. The challah seems to taste a lot better. (coughs) Maybe I'm wrong. I don't don't know. know. But another quick little trick for Rosh Hashanah. I have used um, vanilla essence, a teaspoon of vanilla essence. And I just put that in and it just makes it mm, a little bit more delicious. (laughs) <laughs> I've never tried yeah. vanilla essence in a cola. And yeah, it's just a, a little t- a teaspoon. I mean, if you've got like eight cups of flour, whatever, a little teaspoon is not going to do much. Thank you. And um, coconut oil also goes down well. And then I, I also do a crumb on top. Huh? What, what's it called again? You know, the oh, flour, that's sugar, strusel, yeah. yeah. And I do that on top as well. So that's, that's a nice idea. Mm. But does the coconut oil not make your cola taste a bit coconutty? No. You get no. the one that's unflavored. Ah, okay. Yeah. But I just feel a little more healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, use canola oil, it's fine. You know what, I'm doing challah anyway. <clears throat> it's starch, it's white bread, it's honey, it's sugar, whatever yeah. it is. It's white flour. I'll stick to the oil. <laughs> <laughs> I use bread flour as well now, mm. not in my challahs. I used to use regular cake flour, but I just found that... Bread flour is making, you know, it's got it's more gluten lighter. in it. And it's a lighter. It's I do prefer the bread flour for challah than cake flour. Yeah. But I suppose you can use any kind of flour. I mean, you can even use Absolutely. a combination of both. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of people <clears throat> don't like rapid rising, you say. They yeah. prefer to use freshies. Gagas on tape. Do whatever you want. So as long best, as it works for you. <laughs> my best challah is one that uses fresh and dry. Oh, okay. But it makes about 10 loaves, yeah. which is great. The problem is it burnt out the motor on my mix master twice. Oh. Um, the guy says, well, you can't make so much. I said, but it fits. You know, just until it's ready to be poured out onto yes. my benches, onto the counters. So now I, na- I have to make the colors by hand, whether I like it or not. <laughs> so they do have a very special flavor and you can put lots of nice brochas into it. Absolutely. You <laughs> and know. pray that they turn out. <laughs> that so they I don't know about you, but I have found that if I'm in a bad mood or something, my color doesn't rise. It's got nothing to do with the weather. My really? color is well, a lot more it's, dense. Yeah. It's It'll rise, but it's just... Not spiritual mm. and emotional oh, moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and I love doing that. I know you love making colours with oh, your grandkids I love it. I as love well. It. I did every Thursday afternoon or Friday morning, mm. put it in the fridge, take it mm. out, let it rise again. And it just oh, I yeah. love it. Yeah, that, that was something. <laughs> so, so that is nice. And then we're going to move on to I mean, you've got a salad that has all of this in, so we will we'll yeah. get to that salad in a moment. Okay. But we're talking about pomegranates. Yes. Now, I don't know if you remember, we used to get told that pomegranates have 613. <laughs> I've tried counting once. <laughs> okay, so I looked that up because yeah. I wanted to know how true this is. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's got between 200 and 1,400 seeds in each pomegranate, depending obviously on the size of your pomegranate. Yes. But the reason that we consider the pomegranate so special is that those seeds are represent the merry, merry, the merits of our mitzvot so that we can right. increase our merits and our mitzvot yes. in these huge amounts because, I mean, other, other fruit that we eat has seeds. I mean, a pawpaw's got plenty, but it definitely doesn't have that many for such a tiny little side. Right. And that the fact that the pomegranate is mostly seed, you know. Um, yeah. So I love 
uh, pomegranates in... Um, and they're <clears throat> called arrows, mm. aren't they? The seeds, um, arrows, I think. I'm yeah. not sure what they call, but yeah. I like them in um, condensed milk. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> Diabetes. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, hello. <laughs> so the, the, the seeds in the pomegranate represent fertility, which is abundance and sanctity. So all those three in one fruit, partly because it comes from Israel, it is one of the seven species, right. and also because there are so many of these things. So you've got a beautiful salad with it, and I've got a salad that I do, a simple one, that is a carrot salad, and instead of the pineapple, I will put the, jewel, the little jewel pops of which pomegranate. Which beautiful with the orange. Yes. It will look lovely. And the carrots have their meaning too, which we'll get into just now. Obviously, you don't put raisins in your carrots. No, absolutely not. <laughs> raisins are beautiful. And there's red raisins. Ooh. No, no, no. Cranberry raisins or whatever they were called. Yes. Um, no, no. Yeah. And talking about 630 mitzvahs, we learned something new. Children's actually 620 mitzvahs. Yes, we learned on Shabbos. Yes. It was so fascinating. (laughs) Yes, that was fascinating. Rabbi Hadar told us about the mitzvahs. Of the seven of the sages. Yes, and the lighting yeah. of the candles and And all of those things things that we all take for granted. Yeah, that the sages introduced. Yeah. So that was amazing. Yeah, who introduced chicken being from parav to meat? Some idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Because as far as my son is concerned, it is not meat. (laughs) Yeah. Meat is meat. Meat Chicken is is vegetables with wings. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. No, so I'm not sure. I think because everybody was treating it as meat, because they couldn't afford actual meat, it became the standard that that is considered your meat dish. And therefore, it became meat. Well, we can make lots of lovely dishes with simon Absolutely. And the meat. Oh, absolutely. Have you found, uh, what is it? Uh, Oh, I've forgotten the name. Okay, I'll remember just now. Yeah, well, yes. (laughs) Tie a knot in it and let's... (laughs) COVID, not age, COVID. (laughs) Good excuse, good excuse. We've had it three times, you're allowed to use that as an excuse. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So, yes. There are some beautiful seminar and the pomegranates. I know your big salad has, it had, if I remember the picture, apples and pomegranates and all sorts you know of stuff what, in your salad. You know what I always say about a salad, especially mm. one which is, you know, the base is like greens, mm. salad greens. Put whatever you want into it, basically. Mm. And, you know, so if you want to add asparagus to it, add it. If you want to add ever, add it. If you want to have dates, add it. But People, some people like you don't eat dates. You know, no. there's so much that you can actually add. If you want to add peas, add them. You know. I hope my mother is listening because yes. her salads always have the most unusual stuff. She'll have chopped nuts in it. She'll have apples. She'll have oranges. She literally, and that's not for Yanto. That's yes. just her salad. But that's beautiful. So, um, Creative. One of the things, it's like that is a beautiful thing of, you know, doing a salad Salads are, are just so easy to And whatever, you fix. know, you can get also, mm. you know, whatever on the market at the moment that's yeah. cheap, use it. You know, we were talking about peas. I also posted another 
recipe, which if you don't want to use it for Rosh Hashanah, you don't have to use it for Sukkot. But it is so easy because now we are getting such wonderful pestos. We're getting absolutely pestos and uh, Princess Pestos did a demo down at Sandringham because they kosher now. Yeah, or they were as well. But there's a lot more. They've got lovely stuff and their soups and everything. And their pesto. I mean, it's so much nicer to be able to just go in and buy a pet. You know, this thing. Yeah. Um, I've just had because the pesto that's bought doesn't have the pine nuts in it, which was you know, which pushes up your price. Right. And it doesn't have the parmesan cheese in it. Correct. But it was outstanding. It was really nice. Yeah, and it I was love terrific. that on, on on pasta. Yeah. Well, so what I did an easy peasy pasta mm. salad. I saw that. Yes. Mm. And yeah. uh, you know, and as I said, as the title suggests, it it really is easy. It's simple. Mm. And I actually heated the salad up once, and I threw parmesan over it as well, and it was mm. still delicious. And basically, all it's got is roasted tomatoes. It's very Italian. Mm. And I've taken the pesto, mixed it with a bottle of Bobashar salad dressing, and threw it over with pine nuts. Oh, I knocked the microphone, sorry. Pine nuts and peas, and it's and garlic and a whole lot of other things. And I actually gave a recipe for tomato and onion confit, which my oh, granddaughter yes. made last week. So, oh, really? Yeah, so she gave me the recipe. So I, I've included that. Now, the, the confit is fantastic. I you love confit. put it on everything. Yeah. Bruschetta, pasta, salads. It's just that's it. I, I do the confit with garlic and, and tomato. Garlic, garlic. Oh. lots of garlic. And that is just yummy. squeeze it out. Cook it for a long time. But let's get back to Simone. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, and we're talking, what about fresh carrot and corn soup? I mean, they're oh, using that's carrots. Nice. Yes. So you can make a fresh carrot and corn soup. The recipe is actually in book two, oh, celebrating. Okay. You know, and uh, you know, I refer to book one, book two, book three. Yeah. You know, a lot of people have seen A Taste of South Africa really as an overseas book, but it's no. not at all. In fact, I've got, I mean, there's so many recipes in here, cheesecake mm. and babka and latkes and blinces. And yeah. So, I mean, you can use this for, for any chag as well. That's it, that so, is. But, um, and the soups and, and, and everything, it's just... Well, this uh, is it. So my it, carrot soup is carrot and ginger. Yes, yeah, that's They love beautiful. that, carrot and ginger. And yes. I think we all, we're so used to making chicken soup and knedla for yontav. Correct. Every single yontav. That as much as it's delicious, it's time for something new. Yeah. We spoke about that once Absolutely. before. It's time for something new. And it does. So, And there's a special, carrots are one of the simonim. Correct. And it comes from the word gezer or gazar, right. which means decree. And the carrots symbolize our hope that our merits will increase in the coming year. And also that Hashem nullifies any negative decrees against us. So we've got your carrot soup. We've got right. carrot salad. Right. We've got carrot kugel. Right. Or stroke cake, mm-hmm. as I posted on yes. the site. Yeah, that, that's oh, amazing. That brisket and gravy and sauces. Oh. Yes, yes, that's it. <laughs> okay, the, this what is else? why the healthy path must now. Take, yeah, just you know, two days, just, get off your diet. Days, exactly. <laughs> a couple of days, Yantav is Yantav, and uh, that's it. Yeah. So I love doing those. Um, something different and instead of the usual. And, you know, you know, 
and we don't, my family actually don't like carrot in a green salad, believe it or not. I'm not too partial to it. No. Yeah, and my husband loves the grated carrot, mm. the one that you were talking about, the salad. Mm. He puts a little mm. bit of chili in it during the year. Okay, yes. And he loves that. Mm. But I'm also, this year, it was actually so funny. My sister-in-law and I were talking, and we were together on Shabbos, and she said, you know, what is it, Shah? Because her kids are overseas, and, and my <laughs> kids have left mm. the nest, yes. <laughs> my little lurry birds. And she said, well, what is it that we, we're now starting to make things that we used to when we were first married. I said, absolutely. Yes. Like, um, you know, when we used to make two-tone soups, we used to yes. pour the tomato soup and the green <laughs> pea soup together and swap it with the toothpick. Yeah. Well, I'm doing that for Rosh Hashanah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I've got time, you see. Now. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. We've suddenly got time to do it. So yeah. mine haven't all left the nest, but they don't need as much care. Exactly. They're independent. They yeah. come and go as they please. So I'm doing carrot soup, as you say, with the mm. ginger, a little bit of cumin, and mm, a little bit I of honey. That. and mm. ca- That carrot soup. And I'm having uh, leek and potatoes. So they're my oh, leeks, yum. which is another yes. synonym. And... Um, so and then I'm going to just, as I say, with the toothpick swirlers, yes. and then I'm going to get those fried onions. You can get oh. the fried onions. Yes, I saw them all over the place, and uh, you can get them at um, Fresh Fellas. We got them, so I crunch mm. up the onions, it's so and yummy. I sprinkle them. Mm. In fact, my granddaughter says, "Boba, don't buy me sweets." Just buy me those onions. Okay. Uh, she loves them. I mean, she can That's eat great. them on all the, on salads, on top of a steak. I mean, well, who doesn't like want... fried? Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, so, yes, no, that, that's definitely something to do. And yeah. then, so we're talking about soup, but the other symbol that we have on the table, and this always comes up with this huge, big controversy, yeah. a head. Oh, God. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, so, everybody's tradition was the fish head. I just couldn't. I'm sorry. Sorry, Ma. It's not my mother, my mother-in-law, actually. She used to love it. And we used to make sure we'd drop it off at her house before supper so that she could have her fish head on Yontiv without us. So we started with the marshmallow head on the table. Yes, I did that as well. <laughs> it's just representative. Absolutely. But I learned some other things. I, I did learn from a friend of mine who nearly freaked out. Her husband is a Yemenite. He arrived with a sheep's head. I was going to say, this, this, uh, you can get a sheep's head and a goat's head. Yes. <laughs> so she like nearly freaked out about that the yeah. first time he did it. She says the fish head was bad enough. Oh, I don't think I could have eaten. But the other that. thing you can use, which I didn't think about, is cabbage heads. Oh, Never thought about that. No. I found that yesterday was quite unusual, for especially for vegetarians, for yeah. vegans. What do they do? Uh, I mean, you can put pretty red ones, those small little red ones, in mm, your table presentation. Exactly. That's a good idea. Exactly. Okay. Like a beautiful cabbage. Like, and even if you do a two-tone cabbage salad with a vinaigrette. Yes. It's beautiful. It's your head, which is representative. It is a head of cabbage. Right. I'm assuming one would use an entire head, so you buy the baby cabbages, yeah. so you don't have this massive amount of cabbage to do. But another thing was a roasted garlic head, a whole head of garlic. Now, uh, that would go down nicely. In my confit. Yeah. Cut a whole head. Cut, you it ro- cut it in half, roast it, yeah. and it's great to scoop it out with a bit of a knife and spread it on your challah. Mm. Just hope you don't go anywhere else for the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> because we could go like that. And I've done it once with the black garlic, and yes. it was amazing. The black, black garlic is very different to the white. I think they're cooked. Once it's cooked, it's not as pungent. pungent. Yeah. yeah. 
So and you it's sort just don't delicious wake yourself up in the middle of the night and go, what's that smell? smell. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. th- so that was quite a nice thing to learn. That was, was that, lovely. Yes, for, Thank for you. The vegeta- for the vegans who really don't want the fish or the, or the marshmallows because they're trying to be a little bit healthier. And having a marshmallow head on your table when you have little kids can be problematic yeah. because – they want that before they want supper. Correct. Um, so that's another thing Head that I learned. Mm. I'm just thinking of all the yes. heads. Yes. But cabbage <laughs> is more traditionally because it's the head, you know, right. which is great. So we're talking Rosh Hashanah with Sharon and Adrian on the Essen Fresen show. Bone us in with your comments and ideas. <laughs> Whether you are halishing for halas... Or wanting to bry or fine dine. This is Essen Fressen with Adrian Bugatti. It's all about the food. Hi, Sharon Lurie in studio with me today live. So please send in any comments or suggestions or questions for us. You can SMS us on 34519. SMSs are charged at 1 Rand 50. We can send a telegram on 061 895 1019. Or email on air at highfm.com or give us a call in studio on 010-140-3020. Okay, so we've been talking about all these ideas. What have you got for your new fruit? For my? New fruit. New fruit. Oh. Um, you haven't got that. I find a peach. Pomegranates. And you know, I was thinking also a mm. lot um, about. Breakfast. Oh, yeah. We always forget about breakfast. We always forget about breakfast. And, and something that I <clears throat> always make for Rosh Hashanah is um, apple sauce mm. and raisins. But you leave out the raisins. <laughs> apple sauce muffins. Oh, nice. They are really, they're so easy to make. And they, they, I mean, um, I'm going to put the recipes up so yeah. we don't waste time talking about recipes. Mm. But they're just easy to take out. Defrost, take Absolutely. it out at night, defrost them, have them for breakfast in the morning, mm. and then you have a have your muffins for breakfast because we always forget, you know. We may, some people go out for lunches. I don't know how you are on lunch. We don't go out. We second day we go. We either do or go out mm. for lunches. Yeah. Um, but I just find second night everybody's sort of tired, and yeah. it's just they just want. You know, like the immediate family or whatever, That's just it. have leftovers. So, so um, I submit for the lunches, especially. Um, so the night times, I do the meat, the elaborate, the fish and the meat and everything. Right. But lunches, we generally only have fish. We have a light lunch because otherwise, come supper time, and everybody's like nobody's hungry anymore. Exactly. Because and then you've made too much food, which is a Jewish issue. Um, <laughs> I think it's I think it's actually a Mediterranean issue because I know my Greek friends have the same issue. Is they want to feed you all the time. And then we get upset because nobody ate anything, forgetting that they've already been out for lunch. Right. Or they eat everything and then we're upset because we didn't make enough. I think there's the Jewish guilt. <laughs> born with it. It's hereditary. That's it. So, yeah. So, so if, you know, you can fill them up mm. for breakfast. So breakfast we do like cheese and we do the Danishes and, yes. you know, like sweet stuff. Um, right. Always. Uh, Chocolate cakes or ginger cakes. Um, I like doing that. Muffins, absolutely. Muffins are lovely. And there's nothing better than leftover challah. 
raisins <laughs> with, <laughs> with um, honey and cheese. Yes, honey. Ooh, and, oh, I love that. So absolutely. I love that. Absolutely. Look, a massive challah for me is my Sunday morning breakfast because toasted challah. Nothing is just beats. yeah, or to- <laughs> or French toast, or you make bread and butter pudding with oh, any yes. any any challah leftover. Yeah, but bread and butter pudding also wants raisins in it, so no. <laughs> <laughs> Put extra. I, I had one the other day with chocolate and Ooh, raisins and Nutella, <laughs> and all the the variation of Nutella. What, yeah, what is I it? Don't the know, the deli something, or something, whatever. Yeah, and it really was nice. It was sounds, delicious. Sounds amazing. Yeah. So, Okay, I asked you just now about the, the new fruit. So I had yes. a look about this new fruit thing because right. it's very hard every year. Like, I've got to work out, okay, have we had this? Have we had that? Like, what have we had? What happens if my guests have had it and I've got it as my new fruit? So yes. I get something that's a little exorbitant and it's not always easy to find, but everybody gets a slice <laughs> because of it. Dragon fruit. I oh. know nobody eats dragon fruit. Yeah, nobody you thinks about it. So I've seen it. I think Oakland's had. I, I don't ever go that way, believe uh, it or not. I've actually bought it at one of the fruit shops, like just randomly. Yeah. Um, I've seen it at Pick and Pay. I've seen it at Woolworths. I've seen it at Freshfellas. I've seen it at Spa. And so, Sharon Fruit? Ah, yes. <laughs> now, my husband well, loves Sharon Fruit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but then he likes tomatoes and oranges so and nachis and all of those things. Right. So, yes. Um, so that we have those. The other thing that has come into season, because in South Africa it's the right season, yeah. is the Cape gooseberries. Ah, right. Gooseberries are in season. How many people eat gooseberries? Very few. So that's a nice right. new sh- fruit to try. And lychees will be in season. Oh, they should be in, coming into season oh, in that, September. That's nice. You can put that also into your little simanim display in front of you. That's it. We used On to your... have the most amazing fruit salad. You had to catch the timing right because mango season was ending and lychee season was starting. But my mother-in-law used to make a mango, lychee and granadilla fruit salad that Ooh. everybody would do their nut for. And granadillas are in season now. Yes. I haven't seen mangoes, I must admit. I wonder if we missed this, if the season's over. But if you want to, I'm sure you can find imported ones if that's in, you know. Uh, the, the tinned ones? The from tinned Pesach, ones, you I should be able some, to get those yeah. as well. wish we could get tinned lychees. Oh. Yeah, make I life a little easier. I hate peeling lychees. <laughs> I love lychees, don't like peeling them. We had a lychee tree growing up. Oh, it was my favorite tree. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can it. imagine. So so those are some different ideas. But I was reading about the new fruit. Um, and generally, a lot of us come and we go, you haven't, can't have had it the whole year. But mm. I don't think that's reasonable. I think we should rather look at it new season, therefore new fruit. But the new fruit actually re- represents our new hope for a new year and for a better year. And I think that's a nice idea. So it's not just so you can say your, your brocha on your second line, your shechianu brocha. It actually has a meaning for the year as well as being able to have your special brocha to make your second night yantav a second night. Although, it, you know, Rosh Hashanah is the one yantav that is celebrated two nights everywhere. Right. So that's, that's an... You know, so the whole world is suffering with us. I used to tell my father, we ha- I have to do Shekhyanu in a new outfit, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> yeah, thank goodness none of my family caught on to that trick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so that's another one. And then when we're talking about salads and leafy greens are one of the things. It's The Hebrew word is selik, which means remove. And that is that our enemies be removed from before us. So that was a nice thing. So we talked about your your salads and not yeah. only your leafy greens, like your, your lettuce, but also spinach, baby spinach. Yeah. Love baby spinach let, um, things. Yes. And then another one is beetroot. Uh, so we were talking. Well, I've, I've fallen in love with raw beetroot. Mm. Finely grated. Mm. And put on your gloves because yes. it will stain your beautiful white nail polish. Mm. Um, and I've used that in my salad, actually, the one that I shared yes. with everybody. And it's just, I, I don't know, I've gone crazy. I was saying to I my daughter it. last night, I said, my tastes have changed so mm. much. Is it because I'm getting older? Is it because of COVID? Yes. Is it because of COVID? I'm sure of it because my of sudden, taste has also changed. Things taste different. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure of it. Uh, getting older, yes, because we're more accepting uh, of different Yes, and, and prepared to try <laughs> new things. Yeah. And, and it irritates me when my grandchildren won't try new things. <laughs> so mine are not, my children are not allowed to say that they don't like something unless they've actually had a bite of it. Huh? And then right. they can say it. So my kids have had some really weird stuff in their life. Um, <laughs> so, so that's... That's what we were talking about. So we'll talk more about beetroots. We're, okay. um, this is the Essence for Essence show with Adrian and Sharon. Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is Essence Fresen with Adrian Bagatti. It's all about the food. Welcome back. It's Adrian and Sharon on the Essen Fresen show today. And we'd love to hear from you. So you can send us an SMS on 34519. SMSs are charged at 1 Rand 50. Send us a telegram 061-895-1019. You can email us on air at highfm.com or call us on 010-140-3020. So we were talking about our change in taste and our beetroots. Yes. Loving beetroot. So I do. I love the beetroot. And I love that you can sometimes, you can't always find it. At Woolies, you can sometimes find the candy beetroot, which is when you slice it open, when you slice it fine, it's got like candy spirals. It looks like yes. those old peppermint sucking sweets with the red and All white right. stripes. Yes. Good and that's just explaining. Yeah. <laughs> just giving yeah. my age away. Um, <laughs> and it just adds such a, a, a different talking point to a salad that people are actually kind of more in, to trying it than the dark well, red beetroot. Eat with your eyes, yeah. so. <laughs> and, and I found, but I do, I love a beetroot salad. Um, so I have one that I make with the lettuce, um, with hummus, with the beetroot, with um, beans, black beans. And beans are a good thing for Yantiv as well. Um, yes. And then I do lime and avo and cashew nuts, which, you know, so when I can. And it's just with a vinaigrette dressing, and it's just such a bright, vibrant thing with thin, thin paper slice, thin slices of beetroot. Took me a long mm. time to learn how to get that right. Even <laughs> with the mandolin, I could yeah. never get the sizes exact. But it works. Really, really sharp knife, so be very careful. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, so so that you know, some there's some great ideas out there for us. We're talking beetroot salad. I do a roast beetroot where I do, it's almost like a confit. It's in oil. It's got a clove of garlic. You wrap this beetroot. You take four or six or however many beets you want, and you put them in tin foil with like a whole clove of garlic. I just sort of bash it so it's open a little, 
and then close it up with some oil and you put it in your oven to roast. Now it takes a very long time. So I do put it in with something that has a lid and I put it on the bottom shelf of my oven, which means it can take me up to three hours to mm, roast them. They do, they but in the meantime, time. you can bake other stuff. You can cook your meats. It's just sitting there cooking in its own, in the oil, on its own, leave it Do alone. The same thing. Mm. Exactly. And, and I think that's, you know, I think we need to, all of us, learn new ways of presenting food. Yes, we go, all go back to the tried and trusted. and Because it's what we Somehow, know. Exactly. We know what works. We know what our families love. Mm. So, you, t- you know, I always say to people, so what do you do for your time? I love mm. finding out what mm. other, peop- other people's men hugs. And, uh, mm. you know, and I actually found a friend of mine was telling me that she puts, depending on how long her table is, she says she puts like little bowls all along the table and if the table's really long she just mirrors the bowls down Mm. the other end and she puts so many different things she puts eggplant and she puts tuna salad and she puts avo salad and avo Mm. dip and you know and she says everybody just takes their color and takes a bit of everything and a bit of chopped herring and a little bit of this and you know and Okay, yeah, that's different. Yeah. What do you do for desserts? Desserts are always my big thing. Okay, so <laughs> I've learned my children or my family, mm. don't give them a fruit salad. Give them a fruit platter with the exact same ingredients you would put into a fruit salad and they will clear it for you. They love fruit, just not yeah. all mixed together. Uh-huh. So we do that. I do a lot of sorbet. I yeah. love making sorbets. Well, an apple sorbet is mm. wonderful. It's so easy to yes. make. Yes. Um, Just buy the a bottle, box of apple juice. That's it. Um, you know, I've, I've got a machine that does beautiful sorbets. Yes. So I do different salmon. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that's going to take me too much effort is not happening. Um, so I do like that. I do like doing the sorbets. I also love making different kinds of ice creams. Mm-hmm. And I have recently learned how to make ice cream sandwiches. Ah, um, okay. I found the pair of... The Oreo style cookies. Yes. You blitz those up. Yeah. You melt some margarine so that it. But be careful which margarine you use. You need one that's going to set again, because it needs to make hard. a proper hard yeah. sandwich. Yes. And then I make my normal Oli Whip ice cream. You can do whatever flavor you want, and I do it in a little muffin tin. So you right. grease the muffin tin. You pack some of your crumb in the bottom. You scoop your ice cream on top, then you pack more crumb on the top, and you just press down gently so that it's all flat and pop that in the freezer. And then just before you want to serve, you just take it out, and then I would serve it usually with a strawberry coulis or a ros- one of the fruit coulis and cut up berries just to cut out that unbelievable dark chocolate sweetness that just is so yummy. Mmm, that sounds good, but I mm. think maybe I'll go to Gelatissimo and get the ice cream. <laughs> get so, some biscuits and just Yeah, pack it I, in I do. Um, it's something I learned from a chef when I was cooking in Cape Town, um, and she made it for the dessert, and I'm like, well, that's actually quite, quite easy. easy. I can do that. <laughs> you know, because she used my She did go and buy the ice cream. She did buy the ice cream. Yes. Um, and she... So she'd bought the pair of biscuits and the ice cream, and then we found the margarine because she was very specific. It had she wanted to use butter, and I said it can't because it's Friday night supper. So she goes, yes. but I need a hard brick. I'm like, okay, well let's go look. <laughs> <laughs> because you've got to be careful with some of the margarines. They tell you not to fry with them or not to bake with them. Part of the reason is they split. 
Mm-hmm. Now, so, I'm not sure if the other reason is true or not, but I was always taught that it was it, it, the, the chemical changes can be unhealthy to you. The truth is margarine and butter both in large quantities are unhealthy either way. Um, Coconut oil goes very hard once it's yes. in the freezer. So, so that, that's another one. Yeah, as long as you can get the denatured, the deflavored one, because I definitely can't. If it tastes like coconut, I'd have a problem. Right. So, Shah, we have had an amazing quick we have chat. And it's been lovely being back here. Yes, and we're going to have I'll you back next week. Oh, what are we discussing next week? So next week Briefly. we are <laughs> going to do a vegan Rosh Hashanah. We're going yeah. to help the vegans have some ideas, something new. People who've got vegan guests coming. There are so many ideas out there and we never look at them because we're all meat eaters. Yeah, and you know what? We can do some gluten-free as well. That's it. Absolutely perfect. So join us here next week at 11 o'clock. We're going to be talking gluten-free vegan Rosh Hashanah. This is Adrian Bugatti with my guest Sharon Lurie. Until next week. Thank you.